rabbit holes, brainwaves, nightmares, and campfires. You're listening to the Mind of Melodic podcast, hosted by DJ Melodic and Queen Melody. And now, it's time for another ride through the Mind of Melodic. What's up, party people? What's up? Welcome back to another episode. You're listening to the Mind of Melodic podcast. I'm DJ Melodic. This is episode 13. Normally, I'm um, all these previous 12 episodes. If you've been listening, you're accustomed to Queen Melody being my sidekick, laughing at all my stupid jokes. And adding all this, the secret minerals and spices, the, the missing puzzle piece um, to make this podcast so awesome. To make my life so awesome. Um, she's been battling with an illness maybe uh, going on almost three months now been progressively getting worse and it's been changing everything her life, mine our business plans we're going to talk about a lot about that in today's episode I just need you to know that we need your prayers she needs your prayers there's a lot to deal with and um, you know it's times like this when we need you at the end of the day, this podcast isn't just a crypto session or a DJ trying to share his music. There's a select niche group that can be called family. Our listeners, friends, family, co-workers, supporters, advertisers. You know, you guys are like a core part of our life now. Um, you know, it's been a real, real, real tough struggle trying to help Melody get through this. And one thing I've learned over the past few years is love is not about what you get. Love is about giving. Love is not taking. Love is giving. Melody definitely deserves all the attention, all the sacrifice, and um, efforts that her friends and family have given her. So we're going to get into that in today's episode. We're going to talk about Melody. How important she is to my life, to this podcast, what she's been going through. I'm going to try to squeeze in a little bit of crypto knowledge, maybe even a couple other, fulfill a couple other segments that you're used to hearing with me and Queen Melody. I got some music that I made for the Queen, 
hopefully um, just a little snippet of music that could spark some healing, some motivation. And that's what I am. And um, that's what my radio station is. That's what this podcast is. <clears throat> we go through some tough times. We go through some dark times. But the core... Your core is what survives it. And times like these... Show you, show you what you're made of, and um, <clears throat> I can just say Queen Melody's a beast. She's a very strong woman. Um, she's a very strong woman before going through this, and and then to survive this the past few months definitely showed me a lot about her so we're gonna uh, take a quick break okay and give a shout out to today's sponsor um, who knows after the next few episodes I might lose all my sponsors but we're gonna open it up um, and let you inside the mind of melodic In the meantime, we got a couple sponsors, got a couple advertisers. We're gonna definitely um, give some shout-outs and share them. Today's sponsor, once again, big hugs, much love. Gotta give a big shout out to Jill Cat Pro Line. They're in the automotive industry. They got that secret sauce. Just like Queen Melody brings to the podcast. They got that secret sauce that will restore your engine. Have it performing, sounding, and feeling like new again. So check out the commercial. Give them a shout out. I mean, give them a look. Google, whatever you got to do. Twitter. Check out the product. And I, I, you don't even have to tell them who sent you. I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about the referral promo or any kickback just show them some love they're showing us some love small business to small business so uh, that's the heart of America and uh, we really appreciate them putting pennies in our piggy bank and keeping this dream this therapeutic hobby of ours rolling so check out Jill Cap Pro Line. We'll take a quick break, play the commercial, play one of these tracks I made for Melody, and then we'll get into the next segment. I want to talk about sludge. It happens after you drive your vehicle for a while. It's a buildup of motor oil that gels, then collects dirt, metals, and unburned fuel. Sludge prevents oil from getting to the critical engine parts it's designed to protect. You'll notice your vehicle running rough, stalling, even vibrating. That's because friction is damaging your engine. Jillcat ProLine is the solution. The science was engineered for aerospace, tested in racing, and used by our military. 
Now, you can use this well-kept secret to protect your engine from future buildup, extend the life of the vehicle, and save on repair costs. Order at JillCat.com. J-I-L-C-A-T dot com. Your Snuggie and your favorite cuddle buddy, because it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time for Melanic's Campfire. All right, boys and girls, it's time to gather around the campfire once again. It's the part of the podcast where I tell you a little campfire story, as promised. This one's going to be about my biography, about my my childhood. I told you that this one would be about the people that kidnapped me. You know, I got a lot of um, stories to tell. And a lot of them are going to be about my childhood. I'm trying to tell them in chronological order. Trying to get you hopefully caught up to today but in the first few episodes we talked about um, me and my sister my brother as well being born to a teenage mother she had three by the time she was 19 I was the first Um, I talked to you guys about being kidnapped I talked to you about being kidnapped my mom was reaching out for help and it ended up going the wrong way at least for me it did I um weirdly remember that day I was kidnapped and I talked about it in the last episode or a couple episodes back realizing that I had a core memory that um corresponded with the exact day I got kidnapped. Excuse me. Had to wet the whistle a little bit. 
got a lot on my mind, so um, I had to get a little, pick up a little bit of rum, mixing it with the Kool-Aid, some rum and some Kool-Aid, a little ghetto recipe, but I haven't had a drink in a while and I really needed one. So let's carry on with the, the story. I, um, I told you that me and my sister were kidnapped. I was three, she was two. And the people that actually kidnapped us were related to my little sister. They ended up taking me as well. I think a lot of that had to do with <clears throat> my mom giving me their last name. So, my mom didn't give me my dad's last name. Obviously, my dad came before my sister's dad. At least, the pregnancy did, right? And um, she didn't give me her maiden name. She didn't give me this new dude who ended up being my sister's dad. She gave me that last name. And the people who kidnapped us were my sister's grandparents. So I think having their last name had a lot to do with it. I think in a weird way they thought they were doing the right thing. I think they were in a weird way trying to be a family, trying to act like it wasn't a kidnapping. And, um, woman's name, the woman's name, her name was Shirley, Shirley was my sister's grandmother, you can call my sister Melissa, that's her middle name, um, Melissa, her grandparents, Shirley is the man, the man, the, the woman, she was narcoleptic, okay? This lady had a very rare disease, and this disease, this disorder is heavy. It, um, it can cause a person to fall asleep while they're standing up, cooking, driving. And in our situation, Shirley was falling asleep even while she was smoking cigarettes. So at a young age, me and my sister had to learn how to put those out as a fire safety self-defense mechanism. Um, we'll get to more, more into that, but the male, his name was Eugene. And Eugene was a Marine. And um, so they were a couple. They were a couple long enough to give birth to Melissa's father. And um, her father was in and out of jail. I remember couple instances where he came around and it wasn't healthy um, 
altercation, so to say. But they took us anyway. And I remember it happening basically in Rancho. And the kidnapping ended up taking us to Palm Springs, Merced, and even Iowa. We'll talk about that in probably the next episode. But he was a Marine, so he was able to kind of cover his tracks. That information was a lot more private, especially without computers everywhere. Um, It was kind of using that privilege and that privacy of the military to hide us. And that's part of the reason we bounced around so much. It was going to military bases or places near a military base. I probably went to like 20 different elementary schools. And um, I can, yeah, I think I can admit that, excuse me, yeah, man, I can admit that I don't have a single friend from elementary school. I went to so many. And um, a lot of times I was fighting at them, um, being the new guy, not willing to let myself get bullied. And speaking of which, I, I, I can distinctively remember going to a Catholic school for kindergarten and first grade. I remember getting kicked out of this Catholic school. I remember that the the nuns, I guess you could say the pastors, whatever Catholic school staff Catholic church staff there might have been there they were all very abusive and I wasn't going to let anybody put my hands on me like that and I remember the, the last day I was there one of the nuns was trying to hit me with the ruler actually it was a yardstick And if I'm not mistaken, I took the yardstick out of her hand and hit her back. I got kicked out of the school for that. For defending myself from an abusive, an adult that was supposed to be a spiritual guidance to they were supposed to provide me spiritual and educational guidance but now I'm in a situation where I had to defend myself and it gets heavier because 
<clears throat> if I was able to defend myself enough to get kicked out of that school, what do you think was going on at the house? This people, this couple that had kidnapped me was obviously having a hard time controlling me. And we could go into all the different psychological reasons that none of that was going to work, right? But they ended up using this incident at the Catholic school as a reason to have me diagnosed with ADD. Now, first of all, you have this kidnapper couple. <coughs> Excuse me. This kidnapper couple that now are in a position where they're Geppetto. They're the puppet master, and they're pulling the strings of that therapist to get what they want, right? I got kicked out of school. It's my fault. Now they're taking me over here. They have me feeling like I'm broken. And they're literally telling me they're going to fix it. If you were diagnosed with ADD in the 80s, you were basically immediately and I say immediately because this is big pharma. It's no secret that it's all about the money. So if you were prescribed or diagnosed with ADD in the 80s, you were immediately prescribed Ritalin or Siler. Now these drugs are heavy on the body and the mind. And they gave it to me at six, seven years old while I was barely sprouting and growing. Now think about that fork in the road. Well, they, they told me I was broken. They said this was going to fix it. So I literally went along with it the first day and I took the pill. But it made me feel so crappy. It made me feel like a zombie. And angry. And... Just my, my high intellectual brain was no longer functioning the way it should. That I was used to. And I, I told them I didn't like it. I told them I don't like the way it makes me feel. I don't like what it's doing to my mind or what my body. But they weren't willing to take that. They weren't willing to do the right thing. Instead, what they ended up doing is they ended up hogtying me. They literally hogtied a seven-year-old boy, limb for limb. And they plugged my nose no, I, this, is, this is a nightmare that I don't want to even talk about. 
Hopefully this is the last time I have to. But <clears throat> limb for limb. And then they plug my nose so that I can't breathe. Eventually, I have to open my mouth. It's either open your mouth or die. And when I do open my mouth to breathe, that's when they slide the pill in there. Then they cover my mouth back over again so I can't spit it up. I can't breathe. All I can do is swallow my own breath. And it's either do that or have to go through this. And they made me go through it because I didn't want to do that. I literally, I was abducted for eight years that I probably had to deal with that bullshit for like seven of them. Their fucked up way of trying to control me, keep me drugged up. It's one of the reasons why I have a hard time with pills. I hate pills. And I have a hard time trusting doctors. Especially a therapist. These people are supposed to fix you. And you know, I was a kid. It had Magic 8 Ball. It had Uno cards. Monkey in the Barrel. Hot Wheels you could play with. Everything to make a kid's psyche. Let its guard down. Yeah, it was, it was pretty tough, you know. Um, telling that story usually results in tears or anger. And I got a lot of reasons to be angry. Because that was the life that I inherited. And I had no choice. I had no protection from it. That was basically my four to six, four to seven year old, like, chapter. That's my four to six, seven year old chapter. This narcoleptic lady and this marine kidnapped me. Then they take me to a Catholic school where I'm getting abused and I have to defend myself. And then they use that incident as a reason to drug me up. And that drug was part of my life for a very long time. It made me violent. It made me angry. And it made me suicidal. for a long time and I was a little boy and I knew better because of the way it made me feel I tried I, I told them I would be good but they didn't listen <sighs> but that's the chapter okay and um I got a lot of my mind already so I sure, sure as hell shouldn't be trying to revisit that but I did promise you guys in the last episode I would that's my campfire. Cold enough, 
to melt those marshmallows. For some weird way, I survived it. I survived it, and hopefully this podcast can help someone else survive it. Before, after, or during that survival process, hopefully this podcast can help somebody. But in the meantime, it's time to move forward. Um, I'm going to take a quick break, play another track. Since we, we, since we don't have Queen Melody today, I got a little extra time to remind you of how this all started. I am a producer. I am a DJ. I am a lyricist. An engineer. I, I have my own radio station. I, I, I make my own music. We've got the blog. we got the podcast. It's a whole media platform. So <clears throat> check out this track. So you uh, don't forget what DJ... DJ who, so you don't forget who DJ Melodic really is. And just keep that in mind if you ever need me for one of your functions. If Queen Melody's healthy, she'll be right there with me. We can DJ your birthday, wedding, anniversary, kids party. If you book me for the kids party, you might even get a guest appearance. I know a couple. Um, I know a couple of the Avengers, and every once in a while we bring a guest appearance with us, uh, just just to say hi to the kids. So. I'm DJ Melodic. I got got some music for you coming up right now. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. Get into the next segment. It's going to be a hybrid version of Satoshi's vision. Satoshi's vibes. We're going to talk about crypto. And part of my journey. Over the past few years. What this crypto really means. And what it's doing to the world. Welcome to Satoshi Vibes, Satoshi Vibes, where we talk about blockchain, crypto, NFTs, and preserving Satoshi's vision. Alright crypto nerds, welcome back. You're listening to another edition of Satoshi's Vibes. This is the part of the podcast where... We try to elaborate and dissect the blockchain, crypto, NFTs, and focusing on Satoshi's vision. And that's what we're going to talk about today, Satoshi's vision. One of the main... um, Objectives that were outlined in Satoshi's white paper for the cryptocurrency called Bitcoin was to counter the purgatory that we are in by utilizing an inflationary currency like the US dollar. And Bitcoin was created and designed to protect us from that from the inflationary currency 
and the the outcome that it, it inevitably presents. So let's just take a second to try to understand what's really going on in this world. What does the word inflate mean? The word word inflate means to pump up, fill up with air maybe, to blow up, to make bigger than it is. In this case, the inflation is happening to our currency, a U.S. fiat currency we call the dollar. Now, for those of you that don't understand, when you inflate the U.S. dollar, it is making it worth less. Consequentially, the prices of everything is going up while this dollar's value is becoming less. This has been going on my entire life. And Satoshi's white paper outlined an opportunity to make sure that my kids and their grandkids, I mean my their kids, my grandkids, don't have to go through this. This inflationary currency that we're using is part of the reason that some people have to eat top ramen and some people get to eat steak. And in many instances in this world, not just America, but those people eating the ramen are working harder than the people eating the steak. So let's talk about for a moment where we've been in the last two years. This is my recollection, my journey to Satoshi's vision, my journey to this podcast, my journey to meeting Queen Melody. And it really all started late 2019. At some point late in 2019, the coronavirus was released. And I don't care what any of your friends, family, or media outlets tell you, but this virus did not come from a bat. It didn't come, or it might have come originated the, 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 I guess you could say the the DNA coding might be bat orientated, but it did not come from a bat at the wet market in China in November. 
and um, you can drop your comments and hate or disagree all you want. But at the end of the day, I'm trusting the research that I've done and what my heart and logic tells me. And all signs have indicated that this virus that basically was used to shut down the entire globe was designed to be released strategically to distract you from the changes that are occurring right before your eyes. We are living in an era that's very comparable to the California gold rush. We have found a new money and the people that recognize the opportunity are scrambling to get it, manipulate it, and manipulate others out of it. At the same time, the very, very same time, we are in an, an era that is very much comparable to the Industrial Revolution. And that was an era of life where they found the telephone. They found electricity, automobiles, um, airplanes were made, and manufacturing the boom that came between as an aftermath basically because of all those advancements it revolutionized everything the, econ the global economy changed rapidly and it's basically been going in that direction until now until the new technologies are ready take hold of the forefront, so to say. And right now we have electronic vehicles, artificial intelligence. We have blockchain technology, which is basically internet 3.0. But then we have DeFi and crypto, which is tied to that BlockFi and also disrupting all the banking and finance around the world and Wall Street and changing the business operations of all the major institutions as well with stuff like NFTs. So, it's times like these where people like me, nerdy programmers, um, Maybe even people that are like BitBoy, right? Because he's on to it and he's doing YouTube before everybody else. And he's talking about it on YouTube before everybody else. So much, so swell, right? So it's changing. Money's changing hands. Power's changing hands. And the old powers that be can't have that, right? They can't have their money mechanisms, their power mechanisms just be wiped out. 
And we're not just talking about finance in Southern California, real estate in Southern California. We are talking about the powers that run the entire world. We are talking about politicians that have been in office for 40 years. And that's all they do is politic for what? Where are the advancements made? Where is the evolution? Why is humanity not advancing like technology? Why are we so slow to get away from hate and evil and crime? But we are so quick to develop a robot that can do everything but be evil and commit crime. crypto is changing the world and the blockchain is going to be affecting the voting really really soon <clears throat> and in, in 2019 when that coronavirus was released nobody knew how to handle it Nobody had any idea what it is. And even to this day, right now, two years later, almost what, two and a half years later, doctors are still using that coronavirus as an excuse for anything and everything. I'm going to try to make this as quick as I can. But early 2020... Kobe died and on the front page of the USA Today 95% of that front page was devoted to Kobe but in the look in the small corner it says Wall Street was scrambling to react to Corona now I cried for a whole week just like everybody else but the media was never going to tell us what we really needed to know at that time. And that was that our money system is in a disarray. And the things need to be ironed out. And it's not going to be comfortable. Because the powers that be aren't going to tell us how or why or what they're doing because it's not in their best interest to let us know. It's in their best interest to pull those strings behind the scenes. <clears throat> and they shut down the whole globe. And what did I do? <clears throat> Instead of talking about the Tiger King, or getting caught up in your fake, divided, ununited movements. Your fake wokeness. I followed the breadcrumbs. 
and I learned what they didn't teach me in school about finance and about money and about Wall Street. And as I was learning this, the breadcrumbs took me to crypto. It took me to the blockchain. And then the revelation, the epiphany presented itself. And I was able to connect enough dots to realize why the world is turning the way it's turning. And I got the chills right now trying to explain it to you. There is no way to sugarcoat this. Your leaders are lying to you. And I will tell you two instances to wake you up and get you going down the rabbit hole of Satoshi's vision without me. Example A, during the pandemic, the United States of America printed more money. They printed more money than they printed in their entire history combined. Okay? Now, the Federal Reserve Okay, which, by the way, is not governed by the feds. The Federal Reserve Bank does not hold money there, and they are not a bank. So the Federal Reserve Bank in itself, the terminology has led you to believe one thing, but it's a sham. That terminology, that name, means nothing. They're an entity that has nothing to do with our government, that controls all of our money. But these people promised long ago that we were supposed to have the dollar backed by an equal amount of gold. So, as a reserve, as a reserve currency to back up our currency, which is just paper with letters on it that our government makes us use, forces us to use but if they printed more money in the past two years than the entire history combined how did they back that with gold where did that gold come from how did they mine so much under our noses without the price of gold going up at all without the tools the picks the miners right Without that market booming, it didn't happen. It's a sham. These people have printed more money and made our economy worthless. And that's why these people have to double the prices of the water now. Because the dollar's value was literally cut in half. Now, if you want to understand the economy, and if you want to understand dollar, and the way the world really works, 
You have to go on your own rabbit hole. You can't leave it up to me. They're not teaching me in this in school, so I'm learning. And why would you learn at my pace? And then why would you trust me? But at the end of the day, the dollar is devalued. They're lying to us. They are printing more to survive on their pedestal. At the same time, we're getting poorer and poorer. The people don't realize it because they don't understand it and they just tough it out and they just do the best they can to survive. But it's the economy that's dictated by our government, which means the government is at fault. It means the government's at fault for all the hate, all the crime, all the poverty, you know? And they're not the ones out there with the compassion to fix anything. They're acting like the homelessness is a problem, it's a burden, you know? But it's their burden that they created. And there's ways to fix this if we evolve Satoshi's vision. Satoshi's vision, blockchain, the utilization of cryptocurrency. It's a game changer. But if we don't protect Satoshi's vision, if we let them convolute this, then we won't be able to free ourselves financially. We will let them cut certain strings and then force us to go in certain ways and they will just keep status quo. <clears throat> I don't know how much I can um, keep talking. It's been 20 minutes now. Satoshi's vision um, could probably take you another 20 weeks to really get on board. There's a lot of powers that be right now that are trying to manipulate the media and manipulate us into thinking certain things. But when you follow the breadcrumbs, the money, you find the truth. Local music, rising stars, and current events. This is is your spotlight of the day. All right, all right, party people. Welcome back. This is another edition of the spotlight of the day. You're listening to the Mind of Melodic podcast. I'm DJ Melodic, but I have a very special guest for this segment. I got AJ from Recess with AJ. He recently turned nine. He's been laying low, but I I brought him out of hibernation since he's on summer vacation. And uh, I say hi, say what's up, AJ. What's up? That's right, that's right. We're here today to review um, Magic Mountain and the hotel right across the street, a local hotel in Valencia called the Residency in 
We're actually here right now in the hotel, staring at Magic Mountain. We spent the day there yesterday and we're gonna go back again today. I had a couple clients cancel and uh, I needed something crazy to get my mind off my bestie being in the hospital. She's actually only allowed two visitors at one time. They didn't even allow AJ in because he's too young. And it was just, uh, I didn't want to play merry-go-round carousel with her family all day. And I didn't want to go crazy all day without having my buddy. So we came out here um, to try to take our mind off of it. And um, decided to go ahead and review it for the podcast as well. So AJ, why don't you go ahead and take a quick second and tell um, the listeners how long you've been going to Magic Mountain. About four years, I think. Four years? You got, um, your first visit was four years ago? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well then, um, how many times do you think you've been? Uh, 45 times. 45 times. Wow, what do you go every day? I don't know if you've been 45 times. I think I've been 45 times. (laughs) Maybe you've been like 20. Yeah, because we got you season passes when you were like four years old, right? So what's your favorite part about Magic Mountain? Hurricane Harbor. Hurricane Harbor, that's part of the season pass, right? That's a pretty good deal because you get to go to either Magic Mountain or during the summer you can go to the water park, right? You could go back and forth, that's what we did, right? And we're going to do it again today. So... um. What's your favorite part of Magic Mountain? What's your favorite ride? Uh, you know, give the listeners an idea of what the favorite ride of a nine-year-old is at Magic Mountain. My favorite ride is Justice League. Justice League, that's one of my favorite. Oh man, that one's a really good one. Do you know what that's called? That's called um, AR. It's called Augmented Reality. Did you know that? Yeah, they got a lot more over there. Like, uh, they have a Nintendo Land, I think, in Japan. It's like a lot of augmented reality. That's pretty cool, because um, they take you in there, and you like, pew, 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 and you... I always kick your butt, because I always, I always score more. Yeah, I'm like dead eye. Anyway, um, what's your favorite part about Hurricane Harbor? Uh, the Lazy River. The Lazy River. <laughs> Speaking of lazy, <laughs> what a coincidence, right? <laughs> nah, you're a good kid, dude. Um, let's see, let's see. So, we got the season passes. That means we can go to Hurricane Harbor and Magic Mountain anytime we want. So if you want, you can go 50 times, right? 50 days in a row, really, if you want it, huh? That's pretty cool. That'd be a really long vacation. You'd probably be like, oh, man, I'm tired of this place by now. (laughs) Okay, but, um... Do you want to come back? Are you ever going to come back? Uh, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Maybe. Do you want to? Come back to Magic Mountain and Six Flags? Yeah. You want to keep getting your season pass? 
Yeah, right? So they're still um, entertaining, right? Even though you've been here 45 times. <laughs> okay, so then... Um, let's see. Is there anything you don't like about it? What's the worst part about Hurricane Harbor? Talk to me. Talk to me. Don't be shy. They might upgrade it. Make it better. Could they make the... I know what they could do. They could make the sound louder in the wave pool. Right? So that we could, when we watch the, the cartoons on the big screen, we can actually hear it, right? That'd be cool, huh? All right. So how about um, the residency inn? We're right across the street from Magic Mountain. We're looking out the window. We got a pretty good view, huh? What do you think about the view? It's a really good view. What can you see out the window? Um, Viper. You can see Viper out the window? See the, the Six Flags Tower, the main tower, right? And you can see you're like overlooking the freeway. And we last night it was all lit up, huh? That's pretty cool. And then what about the hotel? How do you like the room? It's pretty fancy? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fancy, huh? Big screen TV. Nice little work desk for the podcast or for the laptop business, right? The couch is a pull-out couch, huh? So there's room for more. What do you think? They got a refrigerator, dishwasher, microwave. They have um, stove. <clears throat> Plenty of USB ports to charge your phone, huh? What do you think about the shower? The shower. Pretty cool? Yeah. Fancy? Yeah. It's pretty fancy, huh? Yeah. But they didn't have a bathtub. And after a long day at Magic Mountain, you kind of want to soak your feet, right? I don't know if that's an upgrade or what, but we're gonna have to t we're gonna have to talk to management about that one, cause uh, man, I was just like ready to just soak these feet for a couple couple minutes, and there was no little bathtub, so I couldn't do that. That's probably the only thing I would say is bad about it. What do you think about the breakfast? Cause they get they serve breakfast. They got a pool table, they got, um, what was that thing where you throw the bean bag? Um, What's that called? Where you throw the bean bag in the hole? Cornhole. Cornhole, yeah. They have cornhole out there, a little barbecue area, patio with the um, fire pits and um, a pool. All the kids were playing in the pool, but we were already too beat, huh? We just came back upstairs, watched uh, a movie fell asleep so but um what'd you think about the breakfast they had they had a like pretty good cool little kitchen down there huh yeah yeah what'd you eat for breakfast um i had scrambled eggs and fruit loops scrambled eggs and fruit loops and you got an orange juice too yeah yeah that was pretty cool yeah i had some cereal i, had, I made a little egg burrito a little like a blueberry banana muffin bread or something. That was pretty good. I think it was a good breakfast. It's like all you can eat and it's included, so that's pretty good. So um, that's a pretty good little review of the residency in right across the street from Magic Mountain. 
And it seems like Magic Mountain is kind of like one of our happy places, huh? Every time we need a break from the world, we just kind of like get in the car and go to Magic Mountain, right? So I think we'll keep coming back, right? You think I should renew my um, my membership? My season pass? Don't renew it? Don't get another one? Should I keep paying for it? And get it again? Or should I cancel it? Keep paying. Keep paying for it so I can come back? All right, all right. Well, that's probably enough to wrap up the segment. That's 10 minutes with AJ from Recess with AJ. What an honor. Thank you for your help today, sir. Do you have anything you want to say to the listeners before we roll out? Yeah. What? What you got to say? Shout out to Queen Melody. Get well soon. Aw. Yeah, that's what's up. We miss you, baby girl. We miss our bestie. Wish you were here with us. And um, we'll come see you later tonight on the way back. And now, and now, and now, it's Vibing with Melody. Your time to get to know the perfect Wonder Woman. Frankenstein by Cupid for DJ Melodic. Alright, welcome back listeners. This is the part of the podcast where Queen Melody usually takes over. And sprinkles us with a little bit of that secret sauce. You know, um, I tried to podcast before without her. Something was missing. And it's just a totally different vibe, you know. Um, she's she's the missing link. And so I'm going to kind of take the back to how I met her and um, what she's meant past six months yeah I went through a lot over the past few years and when I when I learned about crypto I, I got in at the right time I got dogecoin when it was like five cents and like it went up to 45 cents 60 cents and got a lot of the other coins I was definitely in the bull market um, <clears throat> it was definitely 2021 was the most profitable financial year of my life and I even tried to buy my daughter a car for her sweet 16 but um she didn't want it and now I'm stuck with two cars living in um I was actually literally renting a room and um I had no place for two vehicles so then I had to sell the truck I'm stuck with this new car couple days later I got into an accident and um, I got into an accident right down the street from my kids house and um, I pulled over there and they pull up they're getting out of the car they walk right by me airbags deployed and I'm all shooken up and no one even asked if I was okay Um, didn't even give me a hug and um, I don't know why. What, whatever was going through their mind, maybe disappointment or um, 
maybe there's mom just not raising them right. I would never let them walk by their hurt mother without telling them to check on her. But um, I took that in a real emotional way, you know. I, uh, <sighs> I, I, I had maybe had a little breakdown, so you could say. I literally cussed out the kids and their mom. And um, now I had to deal with, you know, um, I, I, I cut them off. I started cutting everybody off. I mean, I cut off friends from high school and whoever didn't invite me over for Thanksgiving or Christmas, I cut them off. Whoever didn't say a supportive thing when I posted a post on Facebook, I cut them off. I was just done with people. You know, um, <clears throat> I ended up being alone most of the holiday, and I literally spent a lot of that time at the casino, losing some of the, most of the profit that I made through 2021, and, um, just this weird, like, Mental, dysfunctional, bad luck, loner, loser breakdown I was having. And I didn't want to be around anybody and I was just tired of this life. After 40 years, to be honest, um, I still couldn't believe I was having this hard of a time, you know? I buy my daughter a car and she didn't want it. And it's not no hoopty. And um, I don't really, I don't really know how I let stuff like that get to me, but it did. And it's weird because I can't talk sense into her because she's living with her mom. And the co-parenting is no longer there at all. And she's going to college. Why wouldn't she want a car? It took me a while to realize it, but I think she's just afraid to drive. She doesn't have her license yet. She's afraid to get it. And <clears throat> I probably should have held off on it, especially if she wasn't there with me helping pick out the car. But that fantasy, dream, birthday present, and and the hug that a dad wanted from his father for that never happened. And then um, the accident happened. And then the insurance was literally trying to total the car and take it from me and pay me 40, 50% of what was owed for it. And I had to fight for that to not happen. And then I had got some shitty work from a body shop that's owned by a high school teammate of mine. And I ended up, you know, taking that to heart too. And 
it was just a lot of pandemic aftermath and then the people and then things not going right with my family and then when I tried to get a break I didn't get a break I took a loss it hit me hard you know and I found melody right in time you know I found melody when I still had a little bit of hope and she um She helped heal me. She helped heal a lot of the pain I was going through. Because she's a really good friend. And we had a lot of fun activities together. For the first time in my life, I found someone that I could relate to, but also believed in what I believed in. And also, she, um, She was on board, you know, she was willing to do the work with me to make the dream come true. And my best friends weren't willing to do that. My baby mama wasn't willing to do that. No other ex-girlfriend was willing to do that. My kids aren't even willing to do that. You know, and here I am trying to build something special and I'm stuck doing it alone. And every corner I turn around, there's either demons, there's haters, <clears throat> there's obstacles. And it broke me down. But right when that fire was about to go out, you know, Queen Melody helped refuel that fire. And she really helped me believe in me as much as I should. And she supported the dream. And <clears throat> we went to the gym. You know, so I met her a couple days before Valentine's Day. And basically from then on, we've probably been away from each other. Three or four days total three or four days total we were away from each other prior to her illness and so like it was just like peanut butter and jelly you know like um what's um what's um Forrest Gump and Jenny Forrest Gump and Jenny man they, we were just meant for each other right and uh, don't take that metaphor too literally. I'm just trying to let you know we we were buddies, we're best friends, right? Thunder buddies. And you know, we went to concerts, we went to the gym. We learned a lot together. She was like getting the crypto. She's trying to see how it, all these dots connect, you know, and a lot of people don't care. They just, they'd rather be drunk at the club, acting like a hoe. They'd rather be eating munchies all day with Netflix all day, you know? <clears throat> so when something went wrong with Melody, 
it, it almost like threw me back in that funk. And I had all these weird questions, why, you know, and now I'm talking shit to God, like I'm literally cussing God out because something's wrong with her and I can't fix it. So the first time we take Queen Melody, we took her to urgent care. I took her and I told her, um, I just wait in the lobby, you know, she wasn't that bad at the time, but it was migraines and like a lot of other symptoms. So they diagnosed her with migraines. This is the first visit. And they give her some lipotriptin or something like that for the migraines. I'm thinking that made things worse, but there's no way to tell, you know? Um, but it didn't make things better and she ends up having to go back. Things are getting worse even more. Second visit, they say it's a sinus infection. And this, I think, got prescribed something else for the sinus infection, but now she's also on pain relievers, ibuprofen, 800 milligrams, and that's taking its toll. And I already told you guys, you know, about the pill situation um, but it gets deeper than that because I had my own situation where I almost overdosed on painkillers and alcohol and I didn't have anybody to intervene for me. So I'm over here barking, yelling at, like forcing myself to yell at Melody because I need her to stop taking these pain relievers so that her brain can talk, because now she's not putting together sentences at all. And we're rushing her back. And they try to say it's COVID. Long-term COVID. Right? Fourth visit. Fifth visit. Now they're talking about neurology, you know, uh, neurology. By the fifth visit, Melody starts to go blind. And now I'm cussing everybody out. I don't care where I'm at in life. I'm cussing people out. This lady pulled up while I was working. She asked for my business card. And then I tried to tell her the price. She literally wasn't happy with the price. Tried to break me down on the price. I took my business card back. And I said, you stupid little, I started cussing her out. And I said, you don't do that at McDonald's. You don't do that at the tire shop. You don't sit there and tell them, oh, well, I, I know this is your price, but I want it to be this price. You either have a coupon or you pay that price. Why are you doing that to me, the small business owner, while I'm out here struggling, trying to have some therapy? My lady's in the hospital dying. So I'm literally cussing out everybody. I cussed out the insurance company because they weren't lining stuff up right for me. And that had nothing to do with Melody. But I cussed them out so bad that they, they want to label me uh, like I'm making terrorist threats. And now they're calling the sheriff's department. And at the end of the day, 
it's because they're not doing things the right way. If they were treating it like it was their family, if there was logic. But no, they're over here. It seems like they're passing Melody off to one doctor. The next doctor gets her high and then she's got a new doctor the next day. Finally, finally, last week there was a little bit of progress. And um, Melody, I was able to get her off of some of the stupid seizure drugs they were giving her. She doesn't even have seizures. But they're giving her seizure drugs. When I got her off the Melody, Melody off the seizure drugs, her brain started to open up a little bit. Now she's putting together sentences and talking normal. What a coincidence. But the blindness is still there. And we found out it was a blood clot. And right now, she's literally in the ICU. I don't know, like, how most of you guys deal with your stress and cope with a lifetime full of horror since childhood to to 40, but I just barely found my best friend. And it seems like everybody is trying to take her from me. And I'm about to break. So I really need your prayers. Melody really needs your prayers. We need your prayers. Because I can't lose her. And um, if she gets back to normal, I can guarantee you we're going to be a power couple that's going to be reckoned with. Say your prayers for Melody. This is the part of this episode where she usually breaks it down and has her own segment. But um, we can't vibe with her the way we're used to vibing. We really miss her laugh and um, her friendship. Uh, I'm going to come by and check check her out. I'm going to go by and check on her later today after... After I'm done over here with AJ. And um, hopefully we get some good news. Some really good news. So make those prayers count. Because she deserves it. Rabbit holes, brainwaves, nightmares, and campfires. You're listening to the Mind of Melodic podcast, hosted by DJ Melodic and Queen Melody. And now, it's time for another ride through the Mind of Melodic. Alright family, it's time to wrap it up for today's episode. This is episode 13. I'm DJ Melodic, and this is the Mind of Melodic podcast. If you don't know, I got the Melodic Playground. That's my blog. I got Melodic Playground radio broadcasting 24 hours a day. I got the, the podcast going on. I make music, engineer, produce. If you need any hot tracks, hit me up. Gotta make some cheese. If you uh, need a DJ for your event, we can work it out. Um, 
over the next few episodes, you're really going to get a real deep dive inside the mind of Melodic. Without my co-star Queen Melody, it's on me, so probably going to try to push it and and see how much of the biography I could get out. But um, this next episode, um, this next episode is actually going to be called Fuck Racist. I got a lot to talk about in that episode and um, I'm gonna hit you with the hardcore campfire I'm gonna hit you with me uh, a story that happened to me and Queen Melody's adventures and then I'm gonna hit you with uh, a road to glory that features Tom McDonald and um, we're gonna skip the road for glory for today's episode wrap it up since we talked so much about what's going on and what I've been through but before I let you go today I just want to give a big shout out one more time to today's sponsor much love big hugs go check out Jillcat Proline that's Jillcat Proline they're in the automotive industry they got the secret sauce for your vehicle we're gonna play their commercial and I'm going to hit you with uh, another track that I made for Melody. A little farewell, get well track that we played for Melody. I'm going to leave you um, with one more track on the outro. So until next time, family, I'm DJ Melodic. Really appreciate your support. Go check out the past episodes. Get caught up on the crypto knowledge. If you missed out on Melody's voice... On this episode, uh, feel free to go check out the past episodes. She's a rock star, and I can't wait for her to join us, if she'll ever be able to join us again. So, um, I've got a lot of praying to do with this still not, this battle still ain't over, and um, we need your prayers. Show your support, drop your comments, show your love. And, um, you know, I can try to, try to think about, you know, as Melody's, you know, basically lost her vision. And, um, you know, you think about it and what if it's permanent, you know? She might have to make podcasting her career. So, yeah, this time, you know, she might need your support more now than ever, you know, and, um, Hopefully it doesn't come to that. We're praying that Melody's vision is fully restored and whatever neurology, blood clots, and migraines that she has, that they can, it's got her in the ICU with tremors and, um, so she's definitely have to, they got her on blood thinner now and, um, She's seen all sorts of doctors, so we gotta pray for her. Um, I'm probably um, not gonna be able to find a podcast partner or life partner like Melody ever again. So um, I need your prayers. I don't know how I'm gonna stay sane without her. So show you love. Um, 
like I said, uh, check out the new track I made and uh, just a little quick thing that I did to get my mind off of the stress and try to show her I love her and let her know that we're thinking about her no matter what, no matter where. I'm DJ Melodic. This is the Mind of Melodic Podcast. And uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for today. Put this one in the fridge. You know, them, them eggs are cooling. The butter's getting hard. The jello's jiggling. I'm out. I want to talk about sludge. It happens after you drive your vehicle for a while. It's a buildup of motor oil that gels, then collects dirt, metals, and unburned fuel. Sludge prevents oil from getting to the critical engine parts it's designed to protect. You'll notice your vehicle running rough, stalling, even vibrating. That's because friction is damaging your engine. Jill Cat Proline is the solution. The science was engineered for aerospace, tested in racing, and used by our military. Now, you can use this well-kept secret to protect your engine from future buildup, extend the life of the vehicle, and save on repair costs. Order at JillCat.com. J-I-L-C-A-T dot com. We will come, come. all the oceans still